the young back cut down the defensive end, but there's a beautiful banana. There's three quarterbacks in this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever one don't go back them out. Period. Cut and dry. Next. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Welcome to the TW Podcast. Uh, this week's episode, I'm going to talk with my uh, my older brother, Joe. Uh, I was down in Escanaba this last weekend. Uh, got a chance to uh, sit down with my brother, as long <laughs> with many of other things uh, we did. Um, uh, but we get into it uh, in the podcast today. Um, that was shot on whew, Sunday night. So uh, get ready for that. You guys get a chance out there to meet my brother. Uh, we swap some stories, good laugh. Um, as well as uh, later on today, we'll have the uh, Netflix movie of the week, as well as uh, three and out as always. So uh, let's just jump right in the podcast. All right, we're here at uh, the Joe Wiltius Garage. Uh, we got my big brother here today, Joe. Uh, Joe, welcome to the TW Podcast. Thanks, brother. Hello, everybody. My name's Joe. That's uh, what I told you. <laughs> Um, right now we're sitting here in the garage of uh, the Wiltsius Homestead here in Escanaba on location, first time for the TW Podcast show, be excited um, what's been going on? What's going on in life, man? Uh, I don't know recently my whole yard flooded out <laughs> it, uh, the only thing that was sticking up out of the water was my septic mound hasn't been going that great well, you got a brand new truck though I did get a brand new truck. That was before all this water problems started. Well, why don't you tell the people out there, all the <coughs> listeners that I do have, you know, the probably the 13, 14 people out there who listen, but... Oh, I thought you had 31 when I checked last. Uh, there could be. Who knows? Uh, but tell them what kind of truck you got out there, Joe. Well, I just recently bought a 2017 Chevy Silverado. It, uh, it's blue. It's cool. I, I think he's underselling his truck. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty badass unit he's got out there. It's uh, it's the first time I ever bought anything newer. What's funny is it's, it's definitely the nicest vehicle he's ever bought for himself. <laughs> um, Joe's probably had, I don't, I would say at least fifteen different vehicles. Yeah, somewhere in there. You know, some of those beaters. I mean, I sold Joe a vehicle before that we bought from a mutual friend and. Um, <laughs> Mike Noldy, one day if you're ever listening, uh, we're still pissed off about you shoveling off that blazer to the Wiltsius family. Did you, did you did I ever tell you the story about what happened to that thing? The, the ending, the demise? Yep, the demise. I don't know if you told me the full story of the demise of the old uh, blazer. Well, it was when I was uh, heading back home from college, and right across the highway there, it smoke screened the entire highway, <laughs> and I thought it was in like a big rig, like whatever they do, roll coal or whatever you call it. Right. Then I realized it was coming from my vehicle. So I pulled over and there was an oil streak all the way back. Well, nothing worked on it. The heat smelled like rats were dead in there. Yeah, the heat, I remember I bought it in the winter and I got hoodwinked that, yeah, the heat works. And then when I test drove it, it didn't work. He's, oh, it'll kick on eventually. <laughs> it was about, uh, the day I sold it, probably about eight months later to you, uh, and that heat never worked. Oh, you think that's bad when I had it. I had to ride around with a 
a little propane heater just to defrost the window until it, until it ends well, up warm. <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's some certain charm to it uh, in the middle of the winter where you got to act like your Ace Ventura and stick your head out the window to make sure you're going straight. Yep. Uh, that was a really that was a really nice piece of machinery. And if you ever, I mean, putting that thing in park was probably the most impossible thing in the automatic. And to be fair to Chevy, that was the only Chevy I've ever owned, so I can't really hmm. say that I don't like Chevys after owning that vehicle. But Ford has recently let me down a couple times, so well, the fact of Chev. But another thing is, is they've all let me down. I've owned every type of vehicle out there, and they've all given me issues. So yeah, pick your poison. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, we got the new truck. Um, you know, today um, we had a nice little dinner, nice oh. little family dinner. Oh yeah. Um, at her mom's house, that's across town, north side, uh, north side represent. Um, uh, I had a uh, I had a moment with my nephew Henry today. <laughs> um, I went to uh, use the the bathroom and um, take a number two is what he's trying to tell you. Is. Uh, I went to use the restroom. Um, you know what, he's, he's not doing a good enough job with this. My brother had to take crap, so he went to my mom's bathroom, and my son followed him over there. My son came back screaming because he thought he heard a monster in the bathroom. <laughs> he's just trying to tiptoe around, just, just jump right in, bro. There was, there were some noises that came out of there that were, uh, I guess, monster-like, because... The way you guys made it sound, he was crying and he was he, he was upset with the world out there. He's unconsolable. I don't know what he heard. <laughs> it was. It's one of those things that I'm sure is never going to escape me the rest of my life. So uh, it was a nice little it was a nice little uh, deal. But shit, what else, what else did we do today, Joe? We uh, took naps. <laughs> you took a solid nap after dinner. I took. About a 15-minute cat nap at the end of uh, watched the movie today. We watched The Hunt, uh, which I was actually really excited about. I mean, the yeah. the video, the the trailer of that movie uh, made it seem like I was about to watch uh, the most dangerous game, yeah. and we we're about to watch people get hunted, and it was going to be uh, really uh, cool. And kind of let down a little bit. I mean, I mean, just some basic synopsis. It's a bunch of rich people that are hunting what they believe to be deplorables and um, I, I, I watched, I, I felt lacked, like I felt like something was lacked. I just, uh, the movie I really thought was going to be something cool, like I thought it would be, you know, maybe a group of people there getting hunted and like most of the movie wasn't about getting hunted for the most part, like it yeah, happened really quickly, yeah, like Within the first uh, four minutes, well, not four minutes of the movie, but first ten, or first like five minutes of when they actually find out that they've been, uh, they're getting hunted, like half the people in the movie already died. Dude, spoiler alert. Well, they, they, spoilers out there, people. Uh, we're talking about the hunt. Um, so, I mean, that was, and they kind of like shoot it, it was a weird movie. I wasn't completely sold on it, and usually uh, when me and you watch a movie, we're, we're pretty spot on and feel the same way about movies. True. Um, and this one we just weren't too uh, juiced up about. I mean, there was a point in which, as I, as I kind of got into this, that I took a nap today, 
about the last at least five minutes of that movie. I don't even know what happened. I had to ask you what happened because I just decided to take a little quick, you know, Which cat nap. Which is par for course for you. But it was, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I thought I had it, you yeah. know? Yeah, it, uh, it was, wasn't my favorite. I mean, it was a great premise, but I feel like there's things that could have been done to make it more enjoyable for sure. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I just thought there was going to be more about it. I mean, it was an hour and a half long. Yeah. And it, it was a quick watch. So well, the, the thing is, part. is we've read the book. Like, back in the day, we were... We, the we, Most Dangerous Game. The Most Dangerous Game, which I'm not saying that's what the video is about, but that's what they took it off of. And that book was awesome. Yeah. But the hunters in that book weren't just didn't just sabotage everybody right at the start. They, they enjoyed right. the hunt. Like, you were expecting to see hunt instead of it was just a bunch of millionaire billionaires hunting people because they didn't agree with what they agreed with and they didn't know what the hell they were doing. It was just like they set out a bait pile and tried to shoot people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That was, that was about spot on. But, you know, I would, uh, on the 10 point scale, I'd give it a three and a half, four. It's more of, like, they did a lot of dark comedy in it, so like, there was some they, they, they had some moments where, the, you know, there might be a murder, and then like, there's something that somebody says that makes it kind of funny. The chick in that movie was, it was really badass. She didn't really have any background about being a badass, but they made her a real big badass. In the oh, movie. Well, that's what you missed when you fell asleep, because you come to find out that she was, in fact, she, in fact, served in the, in the armed forces. Oh. She served in Afghanistan. But, yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. But they didn't reveal that until almost the end of the movie, so. Yeah, because she was... Like, I don't even feel guilty right now about uh, ruining the movie, because I'm, I feel like I'm helping people. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put the my stamp of approval uh, on this movie. Um, it was almost one that you could watch if you're really bored, and if you're not, um, you could find a better movie. Like Twister right now is on Netflix. That's a way better movie to watch. Oh, Twister. But, so, what else you been up to, Joe? You get, you get any fishing done, or what? Uh, I've, done, I've done a little fishing up here. Uh, what you catching? Uh, walleyes. Got a, I mean, my heart lies with bass fishing. I got a got a nice bass the other day, but 21 inches. There's absolutely zero people in the world that like eating bass. That's not true. There was a guy I was told, I told a, a friend of mine, that he said a uh, lake here. There was a he caught small, tasted just like perch, and I laughed about it because I was like, apparently he's never caught perch. <laughs> and what's even more funny about that is, did you know, like certain parts of the country they consider perch junk fish and up here it's like gold eighteen ninety nine a pound. Yeah. Yeah, perch. Minnesota, a lot of times it, I heard that they uh they consider them uh, rough fish. Hmm. But here you'll pay nineteen dollars a pound all day. What walleye you been catching? Uh, how many walleye you been catching? I didn't get a whole lot before the boat the boat took a shit, but <laughs> uh I got I went one night and I caught a few up in the river and it was a good time. It's grandpa's boat, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like taking me back, just being in the boat, and did not you, with all the electronics or nothing, just kind of trolling along, hoping for a bite. Did you fix the leak, and then it leaked, started leaking again, or what happened? It's uh, it's it's in the motor. It's the motor unit. 
uh, the oil is leaking out of it. It's probably a 1971 uh, rig there, Joe. That's impressive. In fact, if you look up there at the registration, it does in fact say it's a 1971 StarCraft. And the boat's an 81. Boat's the, an 81. The uh, motor's an 81. Oh, well, you know, she might need... Uh, I already ordered the parts, don't worry about that. I already ordered the parts, going to keep her alive. That's right, we got to get back out there. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I get a whole lot of fishing in. Um, in the spring, we did a lot of perch fishing. We did really good. And we had a big perch fry at camp. That was fun. Well, we're sitting here and it's June. November is a few months away. Are you expecting to actually uh, get yourself a buck this year? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I am the buckless youper as of late. If I don't shoot a deer this year, it's been nine years since I shot a buck. Yeah, all the all the antlers you see hanging in the back, those are all fakes and fraudulence. Joe has an actual bag of buck. Those are those are mine. That's a lie. I just don't let people know that I got them. That's a lie. I used to get bucks all the time. I don't know what's happened. Maybe I started getting too choosy. And just bad luck. I, I did miss my first deer last year. With the rifle. Well, where you're camping right now, you guys are, you guys ain't far apart either. It's not. Uh, that doesn't so much matter. It's just, I mean, I've had opportunities. I've let some go, but I've also missed them. Which I can make excuses all day, but you know what they say about excuses. Yeah. You like buttholes? Everybody's got one. That's a fact. So, all right. But yeah, I'm getting pretty jacked up. I bought. Uh, I bought a few new cameras. I'll be running 10 this year out in the woods. And Yeah, it's all, I've been trying to pattern deer in the past couple years. And I'm new to it, so I'm not the greatest at it. But I'm getting better at it and starting to learn a little more about the new territory I've been hunting. And I'm pretty hopeful for this year. I, had, I let, let a few nice bucks go last year. Uh, You're in a new spot coming up now, or what? Well, I'm hunting at my father-in-law's, and he doesn't want me taking anything small, so I've let quite a few. Right at the house there? Not at the camp anymore? Right at the house, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I hunt at the camp, too, for rifle, but... Oh, for bow? Yeah, for bow season, which is my favorite. How many deer have you got with a bow? I probably, probably four or five. Now, I've never bow hunted. I rifle hunted with you for maybe... A handful of times in my life, um, so I understand rifle hunting, uh, bow hunting. How exactly is that? Like, I know you got to stand and everything. Do you always go on the stand? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it's so much better because the deer they're within 20 yards of you. I mean, right. you can hear them eating the apples. And it's not like you're shooting a deer at 100 yards and never even knew you were there. Like, they, uh, it's. It's very, uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of. It's heart pounding, like to have a have a buck come in at 20 yards, and now you got to try and pull a bull back without him seeing you, right. and place a, a good shot. And even still, like just the preparation that goes into bow hunting compared to deer season or rifle season, I should say. Well, yeah, it's so much closer, so yeah, it's gotta be a lot more scent. You gotta be scent free. Yeah, it's uh, and wind matters a lot more during bow season I mean, you're not in a blind so you, you don't got the scent cover but it's a uh, it's awesome 
when you when you get them in that close. I mean, I I still shake like a like it's my first year when I go to pull back. Usually when I pull back it stops, but I haven't actually been able to pull back on one in a while. So I'm hoping this year I'm gonna try those new uh, those new cameras out. They got they have uh, cameras that'll send the pictures right to your phone. So you don't have to be in there spreading your center around all the time to check the photos. They're just sending right to your phone. That's a pretty high-tech uh, technology for uh, the old-school hunter who likes to take his old fishing boat out. And uh, now when it comes to hunting season, you need all the uh, the high-tech gadgets. Well, when you go nine years though shooting a buck, you get pretty desperate. <laughs> and you're going to start uh, uh, kind of like in Escal in the Moonlight, you're going to start doing the dance around the fire. and. Make your own moose ball milkshakes. Oh, please don't talk about that movie. <laughs> Sitting here right in the heart of Escanaba, y'all. Oh. I mean, I remember when that movie first came out, all excited that we're a movie is being filmed here. Right. And then when I watched it, I was like, kind of made us look like a bunch of. Well, I always like to compare it to the first hour-ish, maybe 40, 40 minutes of that movie. You could you could make a claim that that is a a good depiction of going to hunting you know going yeah. to camp. And I mean we don't got guys on the roof when we get there, but no, we don't have the Jimmer from Menominee. No, in which you know not many people in Eskimo would want to hunt with anybody from Menominee, but yeah, I mean as soon as it gets to the alien part is where you sit there as. Uh, and even if you're not even from Escanaba, if you're just a youper in general going, you guys, you had us going the entire movie. Like, we were all laughing. You guys are, you guys are doing it right. And then you brought in this alien feature, and you made us all look like a bunch yeah. of morons. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't even tell you anybody that has an alien story. And all of a sudden, now anybody that watched Escanaba in the Moonlight seems like, like we're a bunch of freaks that believe in aliens up here and go to deer camp and... Hammer syrup. Any time that I've ever, uh, you tell somebody you're from Escanaba, that's like the first thing anybody ever says to you is, "Oh, Escanaba in the moonlight." And you're always like, "Yeah, it's, that's my town." Yeah. And and then they like laugh, like they think that's what you're like now, and you're like, "All right, dude." In which I am the most. I mean, don't get me wrong. kind of person for the most part, as in the sense of hunting and fishing and the natural outdoors. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a pro at that. Have I done it? Yes. Have I enjoyed it? Not to its fullest. I, but there's sometimes I just don't even give it a chance because I'm impatient. Yeah, it's, it takes patience, and I mean, well, you you went out there one time with us and skeet skeet shot, no shot everybody there, everybody that was grabbed my shotgun and just decimated the entire group. Yeah, but I've been preparing myself for the zombie apocalypse for quite a while, so um, I just pretend that I'm um, just trying to save my own life and not, you know, provide for my family and put me in, put a meal on the table. Oh, as you're shooting at <laughs> little orange clays that are flying above your head. Ah, yeah, you know, you don't know how fast the zombies can be, Joe. Above your head? Oh, they might be flying from buildings trying to get me. You don't know. Didn't well, think about that, did you? I would say you probably saved them. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I could shoot a gun. Even when you when you first bought that uh, that pistol, we brought it out and we hung up those signs and I was yep, I yep. kept nailing the sign. I, I think I have a natural ability. I just don't hone in on it. Yeah, yeah, you because uh, 
the thought of me going out for like a week straight and not getting anything, the competitor in me would get really pissed off. Yeah, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of patience and beer. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on how much you know patience or beer that you want. You know, I imagine some days are more beer than patience. Oh, that's how much I want. <laughs> I want all the beer. Sit there, eat breakfast, walk out there for the morning hunt, and then go. You know what? I'm good. Time yeah. to go go drink my lunch. For the first couple of years at camp, I was known as a guy that didn't hunt mornings. I was also known as a guy that cashed the keg in four days. <laughs> but you probably I, ate a whole pan of bacon. Mm, allegedly. <laughs> but allegedly, I uh. I'm gonna get more serious now. I mean, once you get past the seven-year mark, like that's long enough to be declared legally dead. So, I mean, it's time. Like my hunting career's been declared legally dead. Yeah, that's what time to step back up on the old uh, the old pony and make sure you get it. Yeah, gotta start uh, doing more proper. Well, I mean, now that you get, I mean, you got four kids, so and you got two boys, so uh, a big part of you uh, has to bring that deer home, so they're not disappointed in their father every hunting season. You know, I got a doe last year. And I'm sure Henry looked at that deal and went, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I'm really happy for the deal. I would prefer the buck. But, I don't know. Your daughter, Claire, your oldest, she's, she is actually more apt to, like, I remember when you took her out, like, pheasant hunting, I think. Partridge. Partridge. And she was sitting there just holding on to the partridge like, there's nothing wrong with the world. <laughs> and which... I was sitting there like, oh wow, one day she's going to scare the hell out of some boy and it's going to be pretty good. She's going to be really sassy one day and it's going to be hilarious. Well, it's probably going to be me that scares the hell out of some boy. Well, we, you'll be a big softy at that point. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Anything else you got planned in the next couple of weeks? Anything you got big, exciting going on? No. Uh, not really, man. I, uh... My smoker also took a shit. Just a man full of tragedy. Oh, man. this garage is full of projects. I can't even keep up. That's not even including my honey-do list. <laughs> well, you got, you know, I, I pointed out some weed whacking you had to do around your yard. Since I've become uh, uh, now a lawn champion in my own mind. Have you ever tried to mow a pond? <laughs> it's impossible. I got the you got a riding mower. You don't even have to get your feet wet. I got the mower stuck back here behind the garage the other day when I was trying to mow. That's why the grass is still long. Because it got buried in the mud. Like, I had mud caked all over my back. Well, I didn't think it had an end to spin the wheels, but it does, dude. <laughs> the old cubby got me uh, so you got, mud. You got, like, four projects you want to do in your new truck. You got you got to get your smoker fixed. You, yeah. got, you got water coming up in the backyard. It would be nice if it was oil and you could be like the Clampets. But, you know, you get water because you're right here in the marsh. I was just hoping, like, the feds would come in and say, Oh, this is wetland. Like, we're going to buy this all from you and preserve it. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. No, they're, they're worried about the roads in Gladstone right now. They're not worried about uh, the wetlands. Yeah, that's a real mess, too. I, I didn't, even, I didn't even know where I was going. Like, I didn't know if I was, I thought I was trapped, like, in a maze. Like, how are you? You know, my last week's podcast, I talked about uh, the things that annoyed me 
uh, that week, and one of the things was construction because it seems like any time, like even on the way down here yesterday, like there was construction all the way uh, through Crystal Falls, and I was just like, why? Why is everybody out now? Like, you know, like couldn't you guys done this? Like, I understand that COVID nineteen was like doing everything, but when people were on like like in lockdown and not allowed to leave their house at all. Doesn't that seem like a great time to do the, the big road projects? Yeah, you don't even need to have everybody in a truck with you. Like, no. They could have made that work. They could have definitely made that work, but hey, who know. wants to do that? You know, I'm just a problem solver. I'm a football coach. I don't know what I talk about half the time, but, you know, I just I just make up my own things that drive me nuts. And you know what annoys me? Male pattern balding. You know, I didn't get into that last week, but, yeah. I mean, the thing about it, Joe, is at least you got a few extra years than I did out of your hair. Yeah, I'm getting ready to take it down to a one, but I'm not, I'm not ready, quite ready to make that jump yet. You know, I had, I it took a lot of... I, I agree, I used to have pretty thick hair, too, and then they just start thinning and thinning and thinning. Next thing you know, you know, I'm at the barber, and he's trying to just, like, still work on my bangs, and he kind of turns you in the mirror, and you go... I can't even see my bangs. Take it down to a one, brother. What the hell are you going to do? I mean, that's... Now I just... Hell, I even bought my own clippers now. And my wife cuts my hair every now and then. But I enjoy going to the barber still. Like, I just haven't been able to go. I see, mean, I didn't realize how bad it was until I was at Walmart the other day. And I was walking out. And I looked up at the big screen that had the cameras on it. And I could see the back of my head. And first of all, I was just like... Who's well, that guy? COVID <laughs> has not been kind to you, man. Like, I did not use my time wisely during this COVID crisis. Like, you... And then I looked at my bald head and I was like, my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't... Like, I just got a cut and I thought it was styling, but when I looked back there, I was just like, it's time for a hat. Like, it was gleaming. Like, I might get sunburned this summer if I don't wear a hat. You know, and you're, you know, I'm going to give you a tip. Sometimes you gotta rub some, uh, gotta rub some sunscreen in your head now. Right back there in that cheeseburger paradise, you give her a little, a little something, and help you out. I'll give it a shot. I mean, the other thing, I'm gonna tell you the absolute worst thing, and I, I bring it up all the time. The worst part about losing hair is not just the losing the hair, and you feel like that that moment when your hair is in the drain and you're all sad. It's that first time you're out doing anything. And you're sweating profusely, and you can't like there's no hair to mop up the sweat on the top of your head, and it just runs down and hits your eyes, and you just keep sweating down your entire face the entire day. That is the absolute worst. I think the absolute worst was when the first person ever mentions it. Like, oh man, you got a bald spot back there. Who said that? Not, no, it wasn't you. Oh. The, the trades. Well, the problem with you, Joe, is you had to make fun of my hair the, f what, probably four or five years ago that it started to go, and now, probably four years after that fact, the genes kicked in. You think that's bad? I made fun of my father-in-law, too. Yeah. Karma. Those poor boys don't even know what's heading for them one day. Karma. Wow. It's not good on any of those boys. Well, people say, like, if your mother's father had thick hair, you don't got to worry about balding. Well, we, 
that's we were duped. I mean, I hate to admit it, but weight's probably a factor too. <laughs> poor, poor diet probably does a lot to kill your hair. Yes, um, wearing hats and not letting it get some nutrients, you know, doesn't play a huge factor, but plays some factor. Sounds like you've done a lot of research. Well, you know, I've looked into Bosley a handful of times. Thought about one day, just I come back and I got a full head of hair. Like last year, they made this big thing that they thought they found the uh, cure for male pattern baldness. Um, and they were trying to find the cure for cancer. And okay. in the middle of it, they find the cure for male baldness. Now it's a, it's a drug that you got to take to make your hair grow back. that um, reactivates the follicles. And I don't, I don't think it's been put out into production yet, Joe. Well, it's going to take some time. But if all of a sudden one day I come back and I got luscious locks back and I, because if I ever, if that ever happens, I'm growing my hair out long one time. Like I want it to my like shoulders so I can do the thing to say oh, I got to do it once. Because yeah. even like we grew, when we grew up, we always had short hair. We like never, we never had real long hair. The longest thing we ever had to hair was when we had rat tails when we were kids or our mullets. Yep. I mean that was the closest thing when we were. When you were six and I was four, we just had sweet mullets. And then when the mullets went, our parents decided that we needed rat tails until you pulled my rat tail out the back of my head that I didn't have a rat tail. Mm -hmm. so that was back when we had like blonde hair. So you're being a dick. <laughs> well, hey man, I was four years old. It's about everything that happened to me and you is about to happen to you and you get to watch it now. But. All right, man. It was, uh, you know, it was good having you on the show this week, and uh, hopefully, you can do it again sometime next time down. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, and maybe I'll be more prepared with more content next time. Well, you know, it's always getting the first one on your way, and then you just don't, you just don't care anymore. You don't care if uh, you sound dumb or say something anymore. You say, ah, oh, whatever. I want to be who I am. I don't care what other people think. So it gets easier. All right, so that was uh, that was the interview with my brother Joe. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I think he uh, really enjoyed himself. That he wants to do it again, so we'll get down to that uh, probably down the line. I don't know when the uh, next closest time me and him will be together, um, but I'm sure it'll be down the line here. So, uh, but let's get in the Netflix movie of the week. All right, uh, this week I chose a movie uh, I haven't seen in a while. Uh, called Bad News Bears. All right, uh, Bad News Bears has Billy Bob Thornton in it, playing uh, the typical Billy Bob Thornton role. All right, uh, basically uh, just a jerk of a human being uh, and his interaction with children. Okay, so uh, that's about uh, a big part of the roles he takes. Um, you know, it's a remake. It's from 2005. Um, the original. Uh, I would tell you it's probably a lot better, but it is not on Netflix. So, um, you know, it's a good movie. It's a good laugh. Um, there's a lot of points in there where you can kind of draw parallels to uh, your own childhood. Uh, a lot of the, you know, I didn't have a coach like, uh, you know, Buttermaker, like in the show. Uh, but I had, a, I, I had these memories of Little League Baseball, uh, and they were similar to that now. Uh, I'm not claiming out there that I was uh, so bad that none of the teams would take me in Little League because I wasn't a bad player. I could hit the ball a little bit, uh, but uh, kind of digress there. Uh, but it's kind of got some nostalgia. Uh, nice little look back into 
what life was like at a simpler time for me. So, um, but that's Netflix movie of the week. Bad news bears, get out there and watch it. All right. But let's get into three and out. Okay. First down. As you guys can probably tell, uh, there's a little bit different scenery. This is uh, the TW podcast has got uh, kind of put on the road as of recently. All right. So uh, shot most of the episode down in Escanaba with my brother this weekend. Um, as well as I'm back in the office. All right, so uh, kind of excited to be back here. Right now I'm the only coach in uh, for football. I'm looking to get some more of the other guys back here soon, and maybe we'll have uh, a few more coaches interviews uh, coming up down the pike here. Uh, But I'm excited, you know, being back in the office. um, You know, when you're working from home, it's not a bad deal. uh, But the distractions of working at home can get to you. So I'm really excited to be back in the office. Uh, I've got a lot accomplished here in the last couple of days. Um, so, but I'm back. All right. Second down. I went down to McAfee Field today. All right. Um, this last week, uh, we had the uh, what? I don't remember the company exactly, uh, but basically the people who installed our turf uh, came to. Uh, give it a few uh, facelifts, all right? So, um, you know, we got everything, any little uh, rip or tear on the turf that was uh, been bothering me last year got fixed. Uh, so that was great, and they also swept the whole field and made it uh, look like a million bucks. It almost looks like a whole brand new field out there. Uh, it looks beautiful. Um, you know, a little bit of me was, you know, it was a hot day, so it's 80 degrees out there today went on the field and it felt like it was 95 instantly started sweating um, but it's beautiful out there and I'm excited to get there in August get the guys out there start practicing uh, and get ready for that 2020 season so um, got me excited got me really excited all right third down all right this week now last week a little bit this week uh, I've had some young coaches reach out to me um, uh, basically to ask some kind of uh, career advice or my uh, you know, kind of how I got to where I am today, um, you know, because relatively, you know, I'm pretty young. I'm 31. I turned 32 here in August. Um, but, you know, a lot of these uh, guys, they want to know, you know, how I got to where I am um, and, you know, advice that I have for them. Um, and it's one, of the, it's one of those things that I believe fully in this profession is you got to give back uh, and you got to teach young coaches you know, I always say young coaches like I'm an old, you know, veteran out there. But you gotta, you gotta get these guys. You gotta help progress them along. You know, it's, uh, it's not a profession for everybody. You know, I got a lot of opinions on it. Uh, I'm sure you guys will hear more as we go along the podcast uh, in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, I just want to kind of, kind of put an olive branch out there for any young coaches. Um, don't be shy to reach out to me. You guys can email me at any time, message me on Twitter, whatever it is. Uh, reach out to me. You know, let's have a conversation. You know, part the biggest thing about coaches and coaches' uh, relationships is just 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 building. All right, have a uh, relationship. It's not like uh, we're going to talk every single day from here on out or anything like that. But you know, let's put out that olive branch, man. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk ball. Uh, any questions you have, bring them to me. I, I have no problem answering. Uh, all my any questions fully and honestly um, how things are so uh, any of you guys out there even if you know not just young coaches any any coaches out there who want to talk don't be shy 
uh, shoot me an email, uh, which can be, uh, you can get it, it's pretty simple here, okay? My email is rather simple. It's travis.wiltsius at finlandia.edu. So if you have a problem spelling my last name, it should probably be uh, just about on everywhere uh, that you look at this podcast, so it shouldn't be too difficult. Um, as well as you can uh, reach out to me on Twitter, uh, which is at twiltsius52. Um, and you guys can reach out to me, follow me on there, uh, send me a message, and I'll talk to you guys at any point in time. So, um, But that's this week's podcast. Um, we'll see what I got next week. I know I promised that my buddy Keith would be on. Um, hopefully I can get him on next week. Uh, be a really good uh, conversation with him. And uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, a little bit about this weekend up here is going to be a little rainy, uh, which is going to cut into my grass cutting lawn care time, which is kind of disappointing. But I uh, hope everybody out there has a great weekend. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.